Let's open our Bibles to Psalm 12. The twelfth Psalm, which will fit our topic for this day, the perilous times of the last days, in which a false brand of Christianity will threaten the true churches and saints of Jesus Christ. Who is on the Lord's side will address that subject in this psalm. The perilous times and the character of the men that make them up will address it in this psalm. Remember when David's writing a psalm and he speaks of men, and he speaks of wicked men, and he speaks of hypocrites, he's not writing about the Philistines. He's not writing about the Hittites or the Egyptians. He's writing about the members of his own nation. And then I want you to see the cure that is in this psalm, just like there is a cure in 2 Timothy chapter 3 for the perilous times. It's all right here in Psalm 12. Let's rise together and read the precious Word of God in unison. Together. Help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth, for the faithful fail from among the children of men. They speak vanity, every one with his neighbor. With flattering lips and with a double heart do they speak. The Lord shall cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaketh proud things, who have said, With our tongue will we prevail. Our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? For the oppression of the poor, for the sighing of the needy, now will I arise, saith the Lord. I will set him in safety from him that puffeth at him. The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. The wicked walk on every side when the vilest men are exalted. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Help! Help! This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Perilous times are dangerous times. They are threatening times. They are times to avoid, if at all possible. And that's what we're considering right now. And look at the psalmist. Help! Lord, for the godly man ceaseth, for the faithful fail from among the children of men. And this is not godly men or faithful men failing from among the Philistines. This is godly men and faithful men failing from the church of God, of the Old Testament. Help! Lord, for the godly man ceaseth, for the faithful fail from among the children of men. There are very few left today in the world that want to stand for the Word of God and live it. Very few. And God has called you to be part of that very few. That should excite your souls. It should convict your hearts. It should motivate your feet. It should lubricate your lips. We should be ready to stand for the Lord and to fulfill the need of this chapter. Because there's very few left. 
Notice these people, they speak vanity, every one with his neighbor. There's a whole lot of professors of religion, but there's very few performers of religion. Many want to say, Jesus is Lord. Many want to wear bracelets saying, what would Jesus do? Most of them never take the time to read the Bible to find out what He would do. With flattering lips and with a double heart do they speak. They come into assemblies. They shake hands like everything is warm and friendly. But there's hatred in their hearts. There's murder in their souls toward one another. None of those things should exist in this church. The Lord shall cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaketh proud things. I'm so thankful to have a Lord that I can trust in like that, that He will expose all wickedness in His own time. These men say, with our tongue will we prevail. Our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? We can preach, teach, and talk about anything we wish. We can bring about inventions, innovations, modifications to the worship of God, and who can tell us otherwise? Well, the Lord will, and He'll cut off all those lips. And how, for how long, and in how many places, are the poor of this earth, the poor in spirit, and the poor in material goods, those that love the Lord, how long have they been oppressed by these wicked men? For the oppression of the poor, for the sighing of the needy, now will I arise, saith the Lord, I will set him in safety from him that puffeth at him. Do you want a friend that's able to protect you? It's the Lord Jesus Christ. He will protect you. No matter how poor or how needy you might be, the Lord will arise on your behalf. He will set you in safety. That's the character of a wicked generation in the church of God. Verses 1 through 5. That's the character of the wicked times that the psalmist wrote about. Now what's the cure? The words of the Lord are pure words. The words of the Lord are pure words. We don't want just a pure Bible. We want every word of that Bible to be pure. We're going to fight for every word of our King James Bible. Every word. We even want the word prophets in Mark chapter 1 and verse 2. Why do we want the word prophets there? Because Isaiah doesn't belong there. Remember in all the other Bible versions today, Mark 1-2 says, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet, even though it's a quotation from Malachi chapter 3. And even though in their footnotes they'll admit that it's a quotation from Malachi chapter 3. How can you say in your footnotes that it's Malachi and in your text it's Isaiah? But what does the King James say? As it is written in the prophets, because there are two men quoted. Malachi and Isaiah 40 in verse 1. Every word of God is pure, and we're going to fight for every word of God. There are three italicized words in 2 Samuel 21.19 in our King James Bible. The brother of. Are they important to you? If we lose those three italicized words, we have Elhanan killing Goliath instead of David. Elhanan was a friend of David's. Elhanan was from Bethlehem, but Elhanan was not David. We're going to hold to the pure words of God. We're going to fight for them. And they may try to destroy us like they're trying to destroy our Bible with a multiplication and multitude of false versions, but we're going to fight for every word. The words of the Lord are pure words. And here's a metaphor, a simile. As silver tried in a furnace of earth 
purified seven times. A furnace of earth would be a serious furnace. And the purification process here is said to be seven times, which is a Bible number, meaning fullness or perfection or completion. It could be 70. But what the word seven in the Bible is a complete purification process. God has preserved His words. And He has put His divine stamp of approval upon them. Those words you have in your laps by granting fruit to it for over 400 years. It's as this Bible became went into disuse that the rise of contemporary and carnal Christianity has swept our nation. When men used to stay in the pulpits with a King James Bible and thunder away and preach the Word of God, it was different than it is now when a man uses an overhead projector to throw up anywhere from 5 to 15 different false versions because they give him the sound bites he wants. We don't want sound bites. We want the pure words of God. The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times, so that we can read in Proverbs chapter 30, every word of God is pure, Amen. because they've been purified seven times. So that we can read in Luke 4.4, 4, not in the NIV, but in the King James, we can read in Luke 4.4, 4, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. I wonder why they took out every word of God in Luke 4.4. 4. You don't have to guess for long. They had altered so many words of God, they couldn't have those words left there. Look what it says next. He purified His words. Then look what He said. Verse 7, Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. God would preserve His words. The words written in that generation would be preserved forever. And we have them today. Did we just read some preserved words from that generation? Thou shalt preserve them. Not only do we believe in the inspiration of the Bible, we believe in the preservation of the Bible. It's amazing to meet someone that doesn't believe in the preservation of the Bible and ask them the question, do you believe in the inspiration of the Bible? Do you know what they'll do? They'll quote your preserved Bible. They'll quote 2 Timothy 3.16, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. They they have to resort to our preserved Scriptures to prove their doctrine of inspiration. The Lord be magnified. We believe in inspiration and preservation, not just of a Bible, but of His words that He purified so carefully. Verse 8, when the character of the wicked is, is rising in a nation, the wicked walk on every side when the vilest men are exalted. As a nation degenerates into a downward moral spiral, here's what it says happens. The wicked walk on every side. The wicked proliferate when the vilest men are exalted. Whether they're exalted into pulpits or they're exalted into the, the offices of a nation, the wicked walk on every side. Remember from our study of 70 A.D., we saw that when iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. And more and more become wicked. We live in times like this. Through the perilous times that the New Testament warns us about, let's be faithful to the words of God. Love every word of God in your King James Bibles. May the Lord be praised.